Kyle. Hi, Happy Melissa. July. It's July. It's July. It's our first episode of July. It is our first episode of July, and we are staring down the barrel of a busy few months ahead of us. Um, but, you know, we want to kick things off this month by giving you all a brief rundown of some of the things um, on the docket for CMAA that we would love to you know, encourage everyone to get involved with. Uh, the first thing and the thing that I perhaps am the most excited about being a huge reader and book nerd is uh, the CMAA Book Club. So we are starting a book club and for the month of July, the chosen book is Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, the book club plans to meet via Zoom at the end of the month on July 30th. And right now those calls are planned to be limited to 20 people. Uh, so if you're interested, we really recommend that you check out the CMA Book Club community on CMA Connect or connect with our colleague, Christina Kruger, um, and she can help you get set up with the Zoom link and get it on your calendar. Um, and if there is enough interest, there will be the possibility of adding a second meeting for everyone to have the opportunity to participate. But I'm looking forward to reading the book and hearing what everyone else has to say about it. Um, I've seen lots of great stuff and I love Malcolm Gladwell as an author. He makes you think. So this should be a really cool opportunity and I'm excited to see where the book club goes from here. Absolutely. Well, it's talking about virtual events. We are coming up into uh, you may have heard that CMA is going digital and virtual with the presentation of a lot of our upcoming events. So first up, we have the Club, Spa, and Fitness Associations uh, Conference, which is actually coming up in just about two weeks, starting July mm -hmm. 19th and running through the 22nd. Um, and registration is now open for that. So if you, all of our amazing Let's Talk Club Management podcast listeners, if you are interested in private club wellness or if you know someone in your facility who is, it's a great opportunity to um, attend a number of sessions, really talking all about wellness, all about the trends in the industry, um, and really uh, diving into that. So all that information is available on CFSA Association's website, put in Club Spawn Fitness Association. Um, from our website and it'll take you right over uh, to get registered for that opportunity. Um, and mm -hmm. just this week, we have also launched the Membership and Marketing Summit. It is a one-day summit on August 25th. Um, and it's really designed specifically to dive into those deep and meaty topics for membership marketing. Talking about member engagement, retention, branding, all of the things that are, are consideration. It's a one-day summit, um, and you will now find all of the information on CMA's website at cma.org backslash summits uh, for more information and to get registered for that event. So we have some other great events coming up, um, and stay tuned for those as we talk about our Leadership and Legislative Conference, the Communication Summit, the Mid-Management Conference, great stuff coming up in September and October, but we'll uh, We'll tease you with those events for now. <laughs> this is a good place to start. Like I said, we have a lot of things coming down the pike, but um, to get started, we'll, you know, we're hoping to see you either at the CSFA virtual conference or at the Membership and Marketing Summit. And if you have any questions about any of those events, please feel free to reach out to one of us at HQ. We're happy to talk to you about them um, and point you in the right direction if you're if you're interested in registering. 
So um, share those events far and wide among your staff, among your team, um, and we really, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you all there, and we know that there's a lot of good resources and information to share. So um, that that behind us now, we are really excited to have Ryan Kenny, CCMCCE from Dedham uh, Golf and Polo Club in Dedham, Massachusetts, join us today. He's going to share um, a really cool idea with us that he um, actually brought to our attention a couple weeks ago. Um, the club put together an outdoor dining experience in response to the pandemic um, that has kind of taken on a life of its own. It's become super successful at the club and the members are really excited about it, but it's a beer garden and they have also um, an outdoor wood-fired pizza oven. Um, I don't know about you, Melissa, but that sounds kind of ideal at the moment. Absolutely. And outside and enjoying the great summer weather, I, I can't think of a better place to be. Correct. So, Please enjoy our interview with Ryan, and he's going to tell us all about that idea. Well, thanks for uh, having me on today, guys. Absolutely. It's such a pleasure. Um, we're, we're joined today by Ryan Kenny, CCMCCE, and Ryan is the general manager at Dedham Country and Polo Club in Dedham, Massachusetts. Um, he was hired as the first GM of the club in 2013 and was immediately tasked to rejuvenate operations, culture, and facilities. Now, that may have been seven years ago. But I feel like our current uh, global situation has probably sort of supplemented that rejuvenation in operations and facilities and culture in that, you know, you're, there's a lot of creative outside the box thinking that needs to be happening right now. Would you say that that's accurate? A hundred percent. It's like groundhogs say here, just seven <laughs> years apart from each other. Um, it's been, it's been, you know, it's kind of odd to say that it's been fun, but it's, you know, we're getting the team back together and the think tanks are starting to work. And, um, I, you know, all the department managers, we've been together for the seven years that I've been at the club. So, um, you know, it's brought back a, a life, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, sure. awesome. Well, we're going to chat a little bit today about, um, an idea that you've put in, you've implemented at the club um, since the pandemic has started and in sort of how, you know, you've had to alter operations and to ensure member safety and staff safety and social distancing. Um, and that's the beer garden uh, that you have outside at the club. But before we get into that, let's just take a quick pulse check. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very fortunate. My wife and I, uh, you know, we're still working hard. Um, everyone's healthy in our families. Everyone's been healthy at the club. And, um, you know, membership is strong. And, you know, we haven't skipped a beat. And I know that's not the case for everybody else. So we're very fortunate. Good. That's really wonderful to hear. You know, we, we, um, we've been fortunate to chat with a handful of folks over the past few months, and it's good to know that our people are in safe spaces and things are going well for the most part. So that's really good to hear. Um, you know, I just said you've been at the club for about seven years now. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Dedham? Absolutely. Dedham's one of the original clubs up here in Boston. And um, up here in New England, it's not uncommon for clubs to still work within the committee silo form of governance. And uh, before I was hired, uh, Copeland and Keeler came in um, and uh, did a governance restructure and uh, recommended that they bring in a, a GM governance model. And uh, and that's how they, they found me. And uh, so when I got to Dedham, 
uh, Kirk said it's a it's a club that has great bones. It just needs a little bit of love. Uh, I need somebody that can think outside the box and and provide leadership to the team and um, and to the board. So you know, after assessing everything, um, it, it really just came down to uh, low hanging fruit and and providing a safe space, uh, a interesting space, uh, a space that members can go to when they're not in the city. Dedham's only eight miles from city center, but when you get to the club, um, it was built along the Charles River, which back 120 years ago was a vacation spot for Bostonians. So it's really pretty. You don't feel like you're near a city at all. Uh, and we have a lot of activities. Uh, we have um, over 10 departments at the club. So we we joke that we're the sister club to the country club because our building is the same, is the same color and we have a lot of the same members and member families. Uh, it's it's um, the nice spot to work, uh, membership's great and, uh, and it just keeps on growing. That's awesome. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the changes that you've had to implement since the pandemic started and you know what has grown from that? Well, on March 10th, our club was hosting a fundraiser uh, for Johnson & Wales University for the student chapter. And I had about 60 club managers at the club. And then two days later, uh, we were the first club in Boston to shut down for the pandemic. Wow. And we did that. It was just it's it was wild uh, just to go from going 100 miles an hour to then just, just stopping. And we closed down proactively. Uh, it would just so happen that we were in an executive committee meeting and I got an email and a text from two different doctors at the club. And then another member in the executive committee meeting got another text from a different doctor saying, hey, it's a lot worse than what the news is saying right now. Um, you know, please be careful um, with your decisions. Because we were at the time just very slowly communicating to the members that we're taking precautions, we're keeping and eye on things. And then we just made the decision, you know what, let's just do it now. So, you know, real early on, uh, we started thinking uh, towards the summer and we knew it was gonna be a different um, different year. And within a few weeks, uh, we came up with basically our vision and, and what the goals would be. And it's very simple, is that the club was gonna be a haven for our membership this summer. Um, a lot of our members have uh, second homes or second clubs, and um, they may not be going to those those places this summer. So uh, we started brainstorming and and developed a couple of different ideas and and specifically, you know, the beer garden concept uh, at the clubhouse. And um, it's it's just taken off like wildfire. So can you talk to us a little bit about what the beer garden looks like and, and you know, who came up with the idea and then how it was implemented? So, you know, back to, within the first couple of weeks of March, when we um, were thinking that things had to be different, we knew that we had um, outdoor space available. Mm -hmm. Typically we, we have 130 or so seats, uh, patio seats for outdoor dining, but, um, we knew that the 80 to 120 seats indoors were probably going to be used or, or wanted to be used. So 
uh, we have this big lawn that overlooks um, the vista of the golf course. And it, it really was a, a, a space that we couldn't use in the past because um, of how the, the alignment of the pool was. Uh, we wouldn't like, we weren't, we wouldn't let children play on the lawn because, you know, wiffle balls and kickballs would come up into the dining spaces. Uh, but people always said, hey, we should do something out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, once we started that, that thought process, uh, we started thinking about, okay, what do we need to procure now to get the ball moving? And uh, what we came up with was, okay, where can we find picnic tables? Because picnic tables are cheap. Um, they're not, um, you can't really drag them over to see other people. So we found, <laughs> we found uh, a, a husband wife duo who's retired and they, and they build them on the side. So we call them, we need 20 tables. And they're like, we only make one at a time. They go, no, no we have months. Don't worry. <laughs> so, so we ordered the 20 tables right from the get-go, and then we started thinking, okay, food truck, because that's what we see in publications, that's what's been hot. Absolutely. And we couldn't find any locally, uh, but we did find a, a wood-fired pizza trailer in Colorado. And the chef came to me, and he goes, it's, it's kind of expensive. And I said, well, what's kind of expensive? Because right now I have, I have an open wallet. Uh, and, and he uh he said eighteen thousand dollars i said nick said go ahead and go ahead and, and order it and you know that was a six or seven week uh lead time just to get a a truck to trailer it to massachusetts wow so now we had you know we had these picnic tables and we had this wood fire pizza oven and we had no plan for uh what we we're going to do for the summer and uh our assistant gm and our food and beverage teams were were sitting around, and we said, "Why don't we, why don't we just do a beer garden?" And that's typically not something that we would think of because we are a, a very conservative club and mm -hmm. very New England. And uh, I so I just kind of brushed the the idea across, across with the executive team, and they said, "Oh, that sounds that sounds really cool." Um, can you show us or elaborate more? So then the team put together some inspiration boards uh, of what it might look like with string lighting, uh, the picnic tables, live music, uh, what the menu may look like, and then what the facade of the um, of the service windows would look like. And right away it was just a home run. And I and I ran. We were having all these Zoom meetings uh, with other committees as well and other members, and you know I would just bring up that inspiration board to as many people as I could just to get their feedback. And then once I, once everybody was just, you know, they just loved that idea and concept, like we just ran with it. And within two weeks we had, we had everything built and, and up and operational. And um, we've had a lot of feedback. I, I, I don't post on LinkedIn and I, I, I just was just so, you know, just so happy with the results of it. I posted and I think I have over 60,000 interactions. Wow. On that one post and 800 comments. It's just been great. That's fantastic. So, I mean, obviously the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. It sounds like yeah. your members really love it. And it sounds like the, as the staff feel good about it too, as an opportunity to still, you know, be present and serve, but also feel safe. You know, it's, that's an interesting, so it's a, it's a, 
as you probably heard from a lot of different clubs that the, the hiring wait staff and hiring culinary staff is challenging right now. Yeah. Um, with this concept, I don't have to have uh, trained servers. Uh, so so I, I, we've been able to recruit from uh, high schools. So we have you know, the beer garden is managed you know, with our assistant managers, but the staff is all high school kids. And they love it. They're down there with their friends. And, and we also, we still have our traditional dining open upstairs on, on the porches, but this is a great supplement. So if the families that wanted to use the club for dining multiple days a week, they were deterred in the past because it was expensive. You know, we, we're, we're a from scratch kitchen. We have composed dishes. Um, even though we have kids menus, you know, uh, a lot of families, they would still order off the regular menu. And so the bills would add up. But what we're seeing now is because we have this cheaper alternative, uh, we're seeing uh, more of this, more families stay uh, additional, additional nights every week. That's very cool. I think that that would probably be one of those like un unexpected outcomes of this, right? Like it's a right. happy coincidence that that worked out that way. And it's not just that, and that it's resulting in, in better than expected revenues. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, as you know, we're, we're, we're not allowed to really do event business right now, which is really hurting a lot of clubs. Um, and we're just trying to make ends meet operationally. And what, what I, now we've only been open since June 19th. So it's been you know, about three weeks. But what I'm seeing right now uh, in our revenue trends is that we're doing three times more a la carte business than we did at this same stage of last year. Uh, it's incredible. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Have the, so you mentioned um, earlier about there being like a pretty long lead time to acquire some of the things that you needed to set this up. Were there any other implementation challenges that you faced or was it more or less like you got a good jump on planning and then just kind of built that into um, finding what you needed? Well, the biggest challenge that we had was with the Board of Health. Um, we, Massachusetts is a tough state um, in general with, 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 our, um, with our towns, but what made it even harder was that the town of Dedham does not have a director of health right now on staff. Oh, so that's they, they, they were, Exactly. So they, fortunately for us, they were using a consultant from Johnson & Wales. I'm, I have pretty good science with the university. and. Uh, we were able to get a very, um, very quick response of what we had to do to make it safe. And um, also uh, we had to get in touch with the fire department to make sure that that wood-fired pizza oven wasn't too close to our 140-year-old clubhouse um, that, you know, so it doesn't go up in flames. That was probably the hardest um, thing to do. Because uh, we had to put together a, I think our 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 COVID nineteen guidelines. I think it's a seventy. I think it's up to seventy pages. Wow. Of, of what to do um, for both internal use and external use, and we had to present that to the town before we were able to get sign off. Uh, but that didn't. We weren't delayed. It was just. It was a lot of work just to get to that point, though. I believe it. I believe it. Well. Thank you, Ryan. This has been really great. Melissa, do you have any other questions that you wanted to uh, sprinkle in there? I don't. I, 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 we definitely covered it all. I think it's, it's awesome. Is, it, is there any other stuff you've learned 
being that you've been open at this point three weeks, um, you know, is there is, is there other things that you're looking to add in to you know handle that volume as you move forward? Well, you know, so now you know, as an operations manager, we're up and running. So that that project's behind us. Now we're looking towards quarter three and quarter four, and we don't think we're going to be able to have events in Boston until May. Uh, yeah. So how do how does that look, and how do we um, how do we salvage our workforce and um, and and and, get, and continue to give member experiences um, throughout? And it, what my goal is 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 I want to make sure that we're giving the best value to our members this year. So if they were on the edge of maybe resigning or taking a leave, they're saying, you know what, the club was really special to us this summer. Uh, we think we think we should maintain our membership. So as we're starting to look into specifically quarter four is um, and when we go back in indoor dining is what are the activities that we're going to be able to provide? So you know we're, we're doing what other clubs are doing, you know, indoor um, the uh, drive-in movie uh, nights. Um, we're looking into uh, as we get into winter activities. Are there are there can we can we do more with our skating rinks? Can we do more with sledding competitions? Can we do more with gingerbread house classes activities? We might not have the big galas with lots of people, but we might be able to create a lot of activities that people could could do at the club. And you know, two years ago we had a polo exhibition. You know, is that something that we could we could bring back and and do and just to provide some sort of entertainment and value to our members other than uh, you know, we're dying. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It's good forward thinking, too. And I think that's probably something that's a good takeaway for other managers and listeners to, to start thinking about, because as you said, like the planning for where we are now is already done. You got to think what's coming down the pike and how things yeah. may look in a few months or, you know, next year even. So, yeah. Well, I'm sure CMA is doing the same thing with all the conferences and BMIs and, and what have you. So I don't uh, envy what you what you guys are dealing with right now on your end either. Um, but we, you know, I hope to see everyone soon. Um, yeah, that's mutual. <laughs> <laughs> that is mutual. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this idea is also going to be featured in the September, September, October, July, August. I've lost track. September, September October. Great. Yes, you're right. Um, edition of Club Management Magazine. So if you like this idea and you want to hear more, um, you know, feel free to read that article and or reach out to Ryan. I'm sure he's willing to share some of his ideas. So thank you so much for joining us, Ryan, and uh, stay well. You too. Thank you so much.